everyone, and welcome to Marking the Roll, episode 34. My name is Phil Dye, I'm your host, and today we'll be looking at teacher unions and whether teacher unions actually are doing their job these days. It's true that um, long-time members of unions are now either shifting uh, their union membership or dumping it completely. Um, and we'll look at why that might be. First of all, though, about 20 years ago, Billy Bragg was singing this. Now, I was a great fan of Billy Bragg. I must have seen him about eight times. Um, and in those days, this was in the days just after Margaret Thatcher, um, yes, the union was very, very powerful. But you'd wonder what is happening to unions these days. Uh, I asked some teachers what the role of a union was supposed to be in 2023. What's the, what's the job of your teachers' union? It's to protect the, my rights as a worker for that employer and in particular to look out for my health and safety at all times. I think they need to have a long, hard look at themselves and say, what is our role in 2023? Unions should be the voice of the workers on what's working and, and what's not. And that's been lost in pay and condition and enterprise agreement negotiations. To support the workers. Safety is the first. I think that's the, that's the thing that's been neglected with the unions because they've been pushing a lot of different things. The major role of the union is to negotiate workplace agreements for its members. The latest agreement uh, by the Victorian AEU uh, didn't seem to achieve much. So teachers aren't always in lockstep with what their union wants. And perhaps um, this was echoed in some of those interviews with teachers where they said that safety was uh, probably the most important thing that they were facing. And um, the federations or the teachers unions in Australia have been pushing for salary for so long that things like safety, especially safety in the face of poor behaviour from students, has something that they haven't managed to confront. Along the same lines, after the Royal Commission into Disabilities, um, half of the commissioners argued that all special schools, schools for uh, moderate to uh, highly disabled kids, be dismantled and put them all into mainstream classes. Why aren't the unions arguing against this and really rallying to support the maintenance and even the increase of numbers of special schools because this is what's really hindering teachers in doing the best job that they can trying to teach um, moderate to extremely disabled kids in a mainstream classroom now most teachers out there would be saying yes but the union has got us better wages and they certainly have in most states but it's true that teachers were leaving the profession in droves uh, so if wages didn't go up they would, have lost, they would have lost more teachers and it would have been even more of a disaster. So, yes, maybe the unions helped, of course, but uh, I think the fact that teachers were leaving in such droves really did push their hand. 
So if they're not looking after the safety of teachers, they've certainly taken on some other roles. The unions seem to be doing a lot of the work that education departments should be doing. They're looking after um, courses on how to teach kids with autism, how to uh, teach better writing, um, all of these sorts of things that the departments used to run. But now the unions are doing it. In other words, they're walking hand in hand with their state governments. Now, in Australia, you can understand that because most state governments are Labor governments and the unions have always walked hand in hand with Labor governments. But the teacher unions are now taking a far stronger stance on social issues. Now, an example of past unions' involvement in social issues was the Green green Bands from Jack Mundy back in the 70s, um, where buildings were, uh, were black banned, they wouldn't build in certain areas of Sydney. Um, but more modern versions would be the alignment of unions with the uh, LGBTQI uh, Rainbow Alliance. Uh, now, that is also out of date because the LGB, lesbian, gay and bisexual community, are now divorcing themselves completely from the other letters in that initialism because uh, they don't agree with the policies of the, uh, the transgender and the queer uh, elements of that alliance. Like it or not, Australia has changed, certainly significantly in the last 20 years, but even more significantly perhaps in the last week or two weeks when the voice referendum was voted down and over 60% of Australians voted against that. For overseas listeners, the voice referendum was to give um, a voice to Indigenous Australians, um, which is a great idea, of course, but uh, there was very little detail on this voice to Parliament and therefore Australians um, voted it down in a very big way. So it seems since mid-October and the voice vote, the majority of Australians have a new level of confidence where they're no longer prepared to be persuaded by activists or uh, persuaded to believe in a certain ideology that their gut tells them is wrong or they're not prepared to believe everything they read or see in certain media outlets. Overall, we've started to question the relationships that we have with uh, the organisations we deal with. We also start to look at um, the partnerships those organisations have and see if those partnerships actually uh, blend in with our own belief systems. We have looser attachments to the organisations we used to have strong ties to. And those old unions are now being called legacy unions. And the legacy unions include the New South Wales Teachers Federation, the Queensland Teachers Union, um, who, who, by the way, are now issuing joint statements with the Queensland Government. So they're walking hand in hand with the Queensland Government on policy, on, on just about everything. The Australian Education uh, union, the State School Teachers Union of Western Australia, is another example of a legacy union. You could call these old-fashioned unions. And these are fast becoming out of favour with many teachers. On 
I decided I would ask Edward Schuller. Now, Edward is the uh, Teachers Professional Association of Queensland State Secretary. It is not one of the legacy unions. It's a fairly new union for teachers. And the sentence that grabbed me most from his profile was, he's steadfast in his belief that teachers and parents are the best educators, not bureaucrats. Now, that certainly made me sit up because you don't see that in uh, any other union blurb. I started by asking him about his work at the Teachers Professional Association of Queensland and what has happened recently to teacher unions. And by the way, this interview took place a few days before the voice referendum vote. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Phil. Um, really, really good to be here. So uh, I'm currently the TPAQ secretary, which is the Queensland uh, wing of the uh, Teachers Professional Association of Australia. Um, so we're, we're an association that uh, fights for workplace support uh, for, for many of our members. We've got thousands of members uh, here in Queensland and across Australia. Um, so that's uh, providing workplace support, legal advice, uh, enterprise bargaining uh, and working conditions advocacy. Um, so we've got tailored uh, associations for, for many of the states now, uh, and, and that's the one uh, in Queensland that I'm the secretary of. So basically um, talking to teachers every single day, hearing the issues that, um, that they're facing uh, and working closely with our national coordinator as well um, in, you know, being able to provide uh, protection without the politics. Okay, so so I know we'll go into this later on, but it's non-political, isn't it? You don't push other issues. That's right. That's right. So that's one of the uh, the main differences that uh, have seen a lot of um, you know former legacy union members come across to us. Um, because we can provide those uh, same services, but we do it without the politics uh, and we do it in a much more affordable manner. Uh, You've recently written an article for Spectator Australia, Unions Are Stealing the Voice of Members. Um, And it really is about how unions are now telling members how to think on political and social issues. Mm. How has this overreach managed to get in so effectively? Yeah, well, you're right. It is overreach, um, and the thing is, it's it's extremely entrenched in the way that our institutions operate. So whether that's in teaching, uh, nursing, policing, or uh, different trades as well, the system has sort of been set up uh, over time in a way that's taken you know all the power away from actual grassroots members. Um, so the reality is, and I know we'll touch on this a bit more later, but the way that uh, union laws are across Australia, um, you're required to be aligned, sort of joined at the hip with the uh, Australian Labor Party if you want to be a registered union. Um, so it's set up this way and, um, you know, this is why we've been targeted, you know, to no end by the state Labor government here in Queensland. And, um, you know, because we, uh, you know, at the Red Union, so the broader um, umbrella that uh, the TPAQ is part of, um, we just don't want to be part of that uh, system. So we want to remain apolitical. Um, but I guess back to your question, when you've got the most powerful unions all strongly tied to a political party, uh, I guess it's it's only, you know, common sense that they're going to do their bidding and uh, that's on political and social issues that uh, they choose to pursue. Yes, okay. And, it, and what are some examples of this overreach that you've seen? Well, I mean, the blatantly obvious one at the moment, I guess, Phil, is the electioneering uh, that's happening with the voice referendum. So you've had a lot of the legacy unions uh, pouring their resources into the Yes campaign, um, and they've pushed this on to their members through sort of constant messaging, um, harassment to some ends, uh, it's been called by uh, some of their former members. Uh, And, of course, they've been able to direct their members uh, in ways to help with the Yes campaign. Um, So there's that manpower aspect of it. 
which is actually really significant. Um, and then, of, of course, the uh, financial side of it and the resources too. Um, so this this does happen time and time again. Um, I think we've seen it in uh, the AEU, QTU here in Queensland, um, they've used their members' money to campaign for the Labor Party uh, in elections, as as well as, you know, of course, pursuing whatever social issues they choose. So um, the frustrating thing for so many members uh, of those unions is that uh, all of this is happening while their member support's actually rapidly deteriorating. Um, so you can understand how frustrating it is. Um, I'll just give you an example as well. I had a former QTU member call me the other day um, and they said they'd been trying for nearly an hour to get through to the QTU without any luck, just to speak about a, a workplace issue. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, imagine that. Say you, say you remember one of these unions and when the time comes that you actually need that workplace support, um, they can't even pick up the phone. So meanwhile, you've mm. got you know, union execs standing in, in unions for yes T-shirts campaigning on your dollar. I mean, how could you not be frustrated at that, I guess? Yes, and, and I know that the New South Wales Teachers Federation has parts of their site which are dedicated to how to um, teach the kids about, uh, you know, gender ideology in, in schools, um, which is just crazy. I mean, it seems like it is a, a definite overreach. How, how are teachers reacting to it? Well, they're reacting in many cases, I guess, Phil, by, by leaving. Uh, the legacy unions so unions that um they've been members of for, for so many years even decades uh, in some cases and it's got to the point where you know one they don't feel supported and then two they feel that they're being taken advantage of um because they're basically funding you know causes that they don't agree with um and the thing is even if they do agree with it they don't want their union telling them what to think and telling their their co-workers what to think so you know, they want their union to be helping them with EBs. They want them to be giving proper workplace support. Um, yeah. and, and they want them to be able to pick up the bloody phone, Phil. Absolutely. I mean, look, we do. We, we want to talk to people about these issues. If we've got something that's worrying us, we need to be able to to chat. I was the mm. treasurer of the local uh, Teachers Federation right way back in 1979, 79-80. Yeah. Um, and I know if, if anyone would have been teaching or telling our, our colleagues what to think and how to vote, there would have been a, a revolution. Um, oh, it's so, lost its way. I it's lost it. its way. Now, I saw that in one of the unions that I looked up, their mm. excuse for this was keeping members safe. Now, I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. Is there any precedent for this? Yeah, imagine that. Claiming it's about member safety. And I assume you're referring to the, the QTU secretary as well there. Yeah, um, yeah. I doubt some others are parroting that sort of line, whether publicly or not. Um, but look, it's politics, um, and that's the extent of it. They're, they're hand in hand with the federal and state governments, um, and they're desperately trying to get a political vote in their favour. Yeah. Um, I think the argument there is, uh, you know, given that they have some Indigenous members, it's their responsibility to help get the yes vote up. Um, as they believe it would benefit those members. But again, that comes back to, you know, taking a side in the political issue um, because the broader debate about the voices, whether it would have those tangible uh, benefits to Indigenous people. Um, so for a union to, all, all the unions basically, to take a political uh, position, masquerade it as fact, uh, and then voice it onto the members, well, you know, I don't, I don't think that that's right and we, we're strongly against that at the TPAQ. Now, I asked the New South Wales Teachers Federation how they would help a teacher keep their job who refused mm. to teach gender ideology to their class, okay? So the, the teacher yeah. is refusing to talk about 
uh, gender transitioning and pronouns because of ethical or moral concerns. Now, they said that they couldn't talk on that issue, uh, probably because they're aligned with LGBTQI plus issues. How would your association deal with an issue like this? Yeah. Well, look, there's no surprises that the Teachers Federation wouldn't want to comment on something like that because it clashes with their ideology. Um, but look, first, it's important to say, like with any um, ethical or moral concerns, it'd be something we'd have to work with closely um, with individual members on. So there's no real cookie cutter approach. Um, but I'll give you one example of a teacher that we're actually assisting at the moment in a school in Queensland. Uh, so this teacher's come to us you know, just completely beside themselves um, at a situation that they're in. It's, it's really easy to see why. Um, so they teach at the same school uh, that their child goes to. And it just so happens that along with a few others um, sort of stating that they have these preferred pronouns Mm. and they want everyone to refer to them accordingly so the teachers um, being this particular teachers have been saying look you know this is my child I'm going to refer to them the way that I always have Uh, but the directives from the principal Phil have been very strong and clear demanding that all teachers refer to them by whatever pronouns that the students choose Mm. Um, so now that is a relatively unique situation, sure, but um, you know the response from the principal does show the sorts of pressure that our teachers are under when it comes to this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I put the call out there as well. Look, we're always keen to hear exactly what's being pushed on our teachers um, by the department. So uh, I'd encourage any teachers out there listening who have been experienced something along those lines to get in touch with us. Yeah. So you will treat each one of those. Um, issues from a teacher individually where you look look at the individual situation and say okay how can we work best with this because I know that there was yeah. a teacher sacked in New Zealand for refusing to use a student's preferred pronouns so it, yep. it, it's, it's not a lightweight case is it? No it's not it's not um, but I guess when it comes down to whether the teachers feel comfortable in being able to do that due to ethical and moral things there's a lot of issues um, that that sort of encompasses and one of those is the uh, the gender side of things so um, yeah it's, it's a work through on a certain issue but it's certainly uh, it's definitely not a, a no comment um, as as by the uh, the Teachers Federation there in New South Wales um, so that's something I can assure you of Phil we, we're not blinded by ideology um, teachers uh, that are members with the TPAA and the TPAQ were always put first. We prioritise it. Marking the Roll is funded entirely by subscriptions and donations. You can subscribe via our Substack, or you can buy us a coffee via our Buy Me a Coffee page. Just go to the links in the episode notes to subscribe or donate. Subscription is $35 for the year, or you can buy us a coffee for as little as $5. Thanks for listening. Now, the, how is the TPAA different to other unions? And now, now teachers want to, you know, money's always an issue. What about membership fees? Um, how are they different? Yeah, well, I think it's important as well to make clear that we do provide um, most of the same services as unions, uh, but we aren't registered as one as that would require us to be, you know, strongly aligned with the Labor Party. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're steadfast in remaining apolitical. Um, but obviously, one of the pools that we have in a, as an association uh, is our affordability. For instance, uh, I know you're in New South Wales, Phil, so the New South Wales Teachers Federation, they charge uh, $945 a year for full-time membership. Uh, our equivalent fees there in New South Wales uh, as part of the TPAA are $464. Uh, 
So, so it's just over half the price. Well, it's less than half the price, Phil. For those who may not um, know, by the way, um, the New South Wales branch of the AEU uh, up here in Queensland, they're the QTU down there, they're the Teachers Federation. So, um, but the reason we're able to do this, Phil, it's it's really simple. We're not politically aligned. Um, so, because we're not paying off political parties or contributing to campaigns. We're able to keep uh, membership fees at reasonable prices, at the prices that you can actually deliver the services for. So, um, you know, we've spoken about the voice campaign today, Phil, um, and our position at the TPAA is, is very clear. We don't have one uh, because we don't believe that it is, you know, our place to be telling members how to vote or using their hard-earned money uh, to prop up one side of a political debate. Um, and I guess that's a, that's a key difference between us and the legacy unions. So what about just basic member support uh, on issues that teachers have? So quickly answering phone calls, responding to emails uh, that our members send, having dedicated case managers that actually want to fight for outcomes for members. Um, you'd think all of this is pretty standard stuff um, for a union or association delivering these things, but um, you know, it, it has become increasingly rare uh, with a lot of the Labor-aligned unions. Um, so the word that we're getting is that their members feel neglected. Um, and again, to any teachers out there listening, I'd really encourage you to give us a call and, and see what we're all about. I'll have the I'll have the uh, the web address there in in the uh, the podcast in the episode notes, so you'll be able to sort of go down there and click on the link, and it'll go straight through to you. Um, what about pushback from? Uh, other unions have you know or the departments of education has has there been pushback absolutely yes uh the the au the together union basically every mainstream legacy union has attempted to discredit us um and along with certain labor governments across australia they tried to shut us down um so one of the most common lies that they circulate as well phil is is that we're not able to do anything uh, by way of enterprise bargaining um, which is simply untrue. So we don't have an automatic seat at the table uh, in some of these settings due to the laws that I mentioned, where you have to be um, you know, a registered union for these sorts of things. Um, but we can be appointed by members on an individual basis, and we fought really hard um, for our members to deliver some tangible results on this recently. So, um, look, the interesting thing is the legacy unions um, sort of build this as being their key strength, um, their EB work. Uh, but what we've seen time and time again, you know, recently are a number of failures um, that have left a lot of their members, you know, furious. Um, for instance, I'm not sure if you followed what's happened up here in Queensland recently with the EB10 in uh, Catholic education. No. The agreement put together by the QIEU um, and the together... Can you, can you just t- tell us what those acronyms mean? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the Queensland Independent Education Union. Um, so- yep. A lot of the independent schools, they sort of got a handshake agreement with the QTU um, to not go into these sorts of things together. So they're not um, a branch of that or anything like that. It's just sort of a handshake agreement not to to cross each other, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the Together Union as well. So they vote. They put this um, um, agreement together, uh, and it was voted down. And the whole process has sort of left a lot of members frustrated. Um, so I spoke to a, a number of them actually following the release of, of the vote, which I think was on the uh, 20th of September, um, and they've come across the TPOQ. So, for, I mean, for, for unions, for members of unions um, like the QIU uh, and, and Together, they're, they're faced with this as a proposition, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll take $1,000 of your money a year, in some cases even more, um, and in exchange we won't deliver on EB results, we won't provide proper workplace support, uh, we won't even pick up the phone 
and we'll funnel your money into uh, political campaigns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, of course they're going to push back on us um, when we're not, when we're, when we're actually delivering on those things. Yeah. Like, I, I, look, I, something you said before, I think you'd it, like to reiterate, and that is that you, you don't push either side of the political spectrum. You simply yeah. don't have a position on, on these things. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned yeah. the um, the that we read uh, that we wrote for the um, in, in the Spectator recently. Um, I encourage any listeners to, to have a look at that as well, just to make crystal clear: we are not taking a particular side of the the yes camp uh, of the um, voice referendum. Sorry, uh, we are steadfast in remaining apolitical. So that means we're not putting resources towards no. We're not putting resources to yes. Um, we believe that our, our members are, are, you know, competent enough to make their own decisions. Some of them will vote yes, some of them will vote no. Um, we're here to provide workplace support, and, and that's what we're going to do. Okay. Um, now, teachers, um, they might be fed up out there. There's a lot of them who are. Uh, mm. Like me, they were probably paying uh, for 40 years to the Teachers Federation, although I don't now. Um, what do you suggest they do? Just go on the website. Can they, can they join up via that? Yeah, you can do, or you can just give us a call as well. So I know for a lot of people, um, they don't really know that there are alternatives because the the legacy unions have had uh, such a monopoly for so long. Um, So give us a call. Um, It's really simple as that. We'll answer. And we want to hear from as many teachers as possible uh, about the challenges that they're facing. Um, And we want to be able to support you know, more and more educators across Australia um, because they need it and they deserve it. So um, you can give us a call uh, on one three hundred two five two triple seven, or you can send an email if you'd prefer to hotline at tpaa.asn.au uh, and we'd love to speak with you. Look, all of those will be on the uh, episode notes. Um, Edward, thanks so much for talking to us and, and good luck with the TPAA. Perfect. Thanks for having me on, Phil. Been a pleasure. So I was talking to Edward Schuller. Edward is the branch secretary of the Teachers Professional Association of Queensland, which is a part of the Teachers Professional Association of Australia. So all of these links uh, to the TPAA will be on the uh, episode notes. People don't know much about the episode notes. They just go onto Spotify or whatever and just play it. But if you scroll down in the description, you'll see all the links that you need to go to. Now, a couple of administration things. Uh, We have a survey out at the moment for teachers just to see if their lot has improved over the last 12 months. And the link for that survey is below in the uh, episode notes as well. And next episode, episode 35. We'll be looking at how to teach Generation Alpha. Now, Generation Alpha are those who were born between 2010 and 2025. I'll be talking to Mark McCrindle from McCrindle Research, who actually coined the phrase um, about this Generation Alpha, uh, what they prefer, what they like, how they learn, uh, where not to go with them, and also how their parents are, because um, that's pretty important too for teachers to know about the parents of Generation Alpha. Now, uh, if you're teaching really anyone below year 10, um, you'll be teaching Generation Alpha. So that is in the next episode of Marking the Roll. My name is Phil Dye. I'll see you then.